Good morning, Orlando. So glad you're up and at them early with us here on a Thursday morning at 6 o'clock. Now we're going to check for the first time Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you right here, right now on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning ready or not, the rain is coming, and George Zimmerman claims to be millions in debt. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. We're going to have a live report with an AccuWeather meteorologist in moments on what kind of a tropical mess we might be dealing with through the upcoming Memorial Day weekend. So be sure to stay with us for that. It's coming right up on Good Morning Orlando. And good Thursday morning at 6.02 on News Radio 102.5. The National Hurricane Center is again increasing the odds that that system in the Caribbean Sea will become a tropical depression as it moves north into the Gulf of Mexico. Forecasters now say there's a 70% chance of that happening. National Hurricane Center's Eric Blake says Memorial Day could be a stormy one. Most of the Florida Peninsula is going to uh, have a, a much cloudier and rainier Memorial Day weekend than average. There's a good chance it could turn into the first named storm of the 2018 hurricane season, which is Alberto. The disturbance is currently located over the southeastern Yucatan Peninsula. By the way, the official start of the hurricane season is June 1st. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Our team of AccuWeather meteorologists have been looking at this thing overnight, and we'll have a live update from one of them on this system as they see it in a moment, Deb. Students, family, and friends are saying final goodbyes today to a middle school teacher killed in last week's horrific New Jersey school bus crash. A funeral is being held at 10 a.m. in Paramus for Jennifer Williamson Kennedy. A candlelight vigil is being held tonight at the Paramus High School football field for the Eastbrook middle school teacher and fifth grader killed in the Route 80 accident. The superintendent of schools says she's shocked, saddened, and angry about the 77-year-old bus driver's record that includes 14 license suspensions since 1975. Closer to home, George Zimmerman claims he's $2.5 million in debt. That's what he told a Seminole County judge recently as he was assigned a public defender to fight a stalking charge against him. Zimmerman also said he's unemployed. He's charged with stalking a private investigator who contacted him on behalf of a filmmaker doing a documentary on the Trayvon Martin shooting. How does he get two and a half mil in the hole? And geez, I mean, if you're if you're if you're in debt, you go get a job. Yeah, exactly. And what's going on with him? Furthermore, with that, stop threatening people and reminding him that you know how quote take care of people uh, since February of 2012. This guy is his own worst enemy, and now he wants Seminole County taxpayers to foot the bill for his for his latest yeah. courtroom yeah. appearance. It's pretty outrageous. It really is. Yeah, enough with him. Yeah, it really is. Uh, speaking of uh, misuse of taxpayer dollars, a local TV station is reporting that two Orange County employees were paid mm, about six figures each while not working for about 10 months. According to WFTV, they are the chief financial officer and communications director for county property appraiser Rick Singh. An attorney for the office said Laverne McGee and Aisha Hassan were relieved of duty after filing complaints against Singh and other staff members. They alleged there was a hostile work environment and misuse of contracts, but the attorney says the, an investigation cleared Singh. And how would they know if they weren't in the office? It's unbelievable, this story. We're going to take a closer look at it in our next half hour, Deb. All right. Milwaukee's police chief admits officers acted inappropriately when confronting Milwaukee Bucks player Sterling Brown back in January. At a press conference, police chief Alfonso Morales said officers were disciplined for tasing and arresting Brown. Police initially confronted Brown over a parking violation during the early morning hours 
of January 26. Morales said he's sorry the incident escalated to that level. The department also released body cam footage of the incident. And finally, Amazon is apologizing to a Seattle woman after her Alexa device recorded a private conversation and sent it out to someone on her family's contact list. Oh, Alexa, not nice. Not nice, taking the butt dial to a whole new level. (laughs) Earlier this month, a woman and her husband got a call from someone who works for her husband. The employee said he'd gotten a recording of a private conversation in the couple's home. Well, the couple told Amazon what happened, and the company apologized and said its engineers would fix the problem. Sure. The couple have a number of Amazon Echo devices throughout their home. Guess what? They're all unplugged now. I bet they are. (laughs) (laughs) What a story. WFLA News Time at 6.06. Read about uh, that 30-year-old son who was evicted by his parents. Says they're not good people. Aww. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's I don't whining. like you, mommy and daddy. I know. You're being mean. Mean on me. <laughs> but you can read the story for yourself at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. That's actually what one of our daughters, when the kids were all little, used to say being picked on by her sister and her brother. They're being mean on me. <laughs> mean on me. Mean yeah, on yeah. me. <laughs> she was. That, that 30-year-old, he makes me crazy. Deb, thank you very much. You're welcome, bud. Look at Stephanie in there. Why aren't you smiling? Your Washington Capitals you've followed since you grew up around the nation's capital in Washington blew out our Tampa Bay Lightning from the NHL playoffs last night in Game 7. How come you aren't dancing around in there? You ought to be happy. I am, but I was up till like 2 a.m. I'm exhausted. I don't even know how I got here, bud. I have no idea how I drove here. You watched the game, it's safe to say, and then you celebrated, right? Oh, yeah. We celebrated a little too much. (laughs) We're actually getting into that game for a sound judgment uh, quiz later on with a Trump board game up for grabs. Yaffe's our executive producer, First up, on a very busy morning with many things to lay at your feet for your consideration and comment, we're going to get the latest from one of our top flight AccuWeather meteorologists. What's going on with this tropical system now? Sounds like it might be a little worse than we had even anticipated. What might it mean for you day by day through the upcoming holiday weekend, the Memorial Day weekend? We're about to find out the latest from the best. AccuWeather, live with a Bud Man, coming up right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here at News Radio 1025 WFLA. But before that, stay tuned for your chance to win your share of 880000 bucks in our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest last week. So here's your chance to win. Listen for the new keyword of the hour, then text that word to 200, 200. You could be our next $1,000 winner. And an update, of course, as always, in two minutes for you on Orlando's News, Weather, and Traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. The upcoming Memorial Day weekend really being complicated by activity in the tropics that appears to be headed our way and might be a growing problem. Let's get the very latest thinking on this with AccuWeather meteorologist Bill Dager, who's been taking a look at the charts and joins us live now on Good Morning Orlando. Bill, we do appreciate having you with us bright and early. Yeah, not a problem. Good morning. A lot of folks are going to hang on your every word. What do you see? 
Well, I tell you what, it does look like this system that right now is near the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico will uh, develop tropically as it moves north into the Gulf of Mexico. It'll probably become a tropical or subtropical storm by the time we make it into the weekend. If it does, it would acquire the name Alberto. And, uh, you know, even if it doesn't, it's still going to bring quite a bit of shower and thunderstorm activity to the southeast, including our neck of the woods as we head into the holiday weekend. What about the projected path of whatever this system becomes? Well, I tell you what, we're still several days away, but that projected path uh, most likely stays to our west. So out over the Gulf of Mexico with it potentially moving ashore somewhere in the Florida panhandle, or the Big Bend of Florida west uh, through, uh, say, New Orleans. That looks to be the area where we're targeting this storm going. But, uh, again, it's uh, Thursday, and we expect it to be uh, close to land by the time it gets to Sunday or Monday. So still several days away, so we'll be watching it. I've, um, I've covered enough of these events tropically to know that if you're on the east side where we will be, you're on the worst side. You know, you're going to get more of whatever the system has than any other quadrant. That might mean more rain, more some wind here in this area. As you look at it now for central Florida, metropolitan Orlando, and and the central part of the peninsula where we have most of our audience, um, take us, say, from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. What's the best guess now? Well, I tell you what, the chance of a shower thunderstorm pretty much uh, constant throughout that entire time, and the heaviest of the rain looks to come on Saturday and Sunday as it stands right now, especially later in the day Saturday. That's probably the the uh, peak where we're going to have the highest con- concentration of showers and thunderstorms. So I think depending, it, it, not depending on where the track is, we're still going to have lots of showers and storms throughout the holiday weekend. Any wind impacts are likely to remain closer to the coast with this system as it stands right now. But regardless, we're looking at probably a couple of inches of rain in these widespread showers and thunderstorms throughout the holiday weekend. I'm hearing terms like drenching, soaking rain. Do you, do you subscribe to that thinking? I concur, yes. So this, uh, even if it doesn't develop tropically, will bring a a lot of moisture up from our south and our west, from the Caribbean Sea, from the Gulf of Mexico, and it will fuel these showers and thunderstorms as we head into the weekend. Again, Saturday and Sunday look to be the heaviest activity, and perhaps on Memorial Day we can see the showers and storms backing off a little bit as the center of the storm passes to our north and west. Well, we will cling to the prospect of that on Memorial Day because... So many of us want to honor those who have given the last measure of devotion um, in in service to this country, and Memorial Day is the day we do that, and we hope to get a break by then. Uh, AccuWeather meteorologist Bill Dager, thank you so much for giving us the very latest thinking on this. We do appreciate it. Not a problem. Thank you. Good deal. And we're going to bring an AccuWeather meteorologist on again tomorrow morning as we get yet one day closer um, just to give you the very best thinking out there. And again, you know, a lot of things can change. We all understand that because this thing has not fully formed and it's still way down in the in the Caribbean. But um, that is the latest, and that is actually a gloomier report than we have had all week long. Stay tuned, though. We'll give you <laughs> we give you the bad news along with the good news here. Um, I could have done any headline. I did that for you, Steph. Our big Washington Capitals fan and call screener. I do appreciate it. When the when the Caps scored in the first minute or so 
last night. After that, I went to bed, and I said, I don't think this is going to end well, but I had no idea it was going to be a shutout. Oh, no. My buddy, he's a huge Lightning fan, and even he was just like, I went to bed after the third one. He's like, I'm done. I'm like, well, there's always next year for you guys. Oh, isn't that sweet? (laughs) I might have to cheer for Vegas, though. Not going to lie. They're an amazing story, you know? This is an expansion team with a bunch of cast-offs who've made it to the to the, it's like making it to the World Series uh, if, if the 62 Mets, the expansion <laughs> team, one of the worst in history, had made it to the World Series. That's what this is with Las Vegas. It's amazing. Well, but they're the Golden Knights. Oh, the oh, UCF yeah. thing. you got to be kidding me. Uh, I, mean. I get it. I get it. <laughs> hey, people root for their teams for a variety of reasons. Who am I to say? Who am I to say? Anyway, um, tell you. You, you tune into the anti-Trump media, the ATM machine. It was unbelievable. I mean, they were just ripping him. Chris Matthews, everybody else, the left-wing nut jobs on CNN. Um, because he has the unmitigated gall to suggest that the FBI and the CIA might all be corrupt and that they might indeed have been invested in making sure that Trump did not succeed during his campaign in winning the presidential election that they might have planted informants, a.k.a. spies, within his campaign so they could figure out what the strategy was, not to find out if Russia was meddling with our election, as they're claiming, as they try to take the high road. I mean, for goodness sakes, you would have think if that's what they were doing, that they would have that they would have told, these agencies would have told the Trump campaign, hey, listen, we're on to what the Russians are up to. This is bad news for America. So uh, let's follow that together. We'll stay in touch and we'll figure out what the Ruskies are up to. They didn't do that, which further strengthens the case that Trump and others are making that these agencies, we know how political, particularly the FBI was under Comey, but that these agencies are corrupt, that it's the worst of the worst in the swamp and that they were out to plant moles in the campaign to make sure that Trump didn't become the next president of the United States. Here was Trump talking about what he has dubbed Spygate and where he thinks this is and is going. It looks like a very serious event, but we'll find out. When they look at the documents, uh, I think people are going to see a lot of bad things happen. I hope it's not so. Because if it is, there's never been anything like it in the history of our country. Speaking of the documents, today's a big day. Um, The FBI and the Justice Department are going to brief a bipartisan group of lawmakers known now as the Gang of Eight on classified documents the president was referencing there outside the White House related to the special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. They're going to do this after they meet with a couple of key House Republican lawmakers and um, and that is uh, that is going to be uh, Devin Nunes and Trey Gowdy. Um, this is all going to take place. The first of two meetings at noon today going to include uh, White House Chief of Staff John Kelly, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, FBI Director Christopher Wray, the Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Nunes, and uh, Oversight and Government Reform Chairman, as I say, Gowdy. Second meeting at 2 p.m. today is going to include Kelly Rosenstein, Ray Coates, Gowdy, uh, and then Republican and Democratic lawmakers from both the House and the Senate. They were whining that they weren't invited, okay? 
Sarah Sanders in the White House said they weren't invited because they didn't ask for any of this information. But they're crowing and they say, we got it. We got to be there. And so I guess they are going to be there. And we will see what comes of that. Yaffe, you reminded me. I knew I'd heard Spygate somewhere and it wasn't the Trump original. It's my Patriots years ago. Yeah, Trump should know that's the real Spygate. Yeah, where they were, they were supposedly <laughs> spying on opposing teams when they were practicing, right? Supposedly. supposedly. Uh, look at you trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. It, it pre- uh-huh. predates Deflategate. Uh-huh. Give me a break. Anyway, uh, you know, you guys, you can't handle the Patriots' excellence in football and, and, and the anti-Trump media machine and the Democrats can't stand the successes that Trump is having in <laughs> politics. Uh-huh. So we'll, we'll see what all comes out of that. It's Trump dubbing it Spygate. And I knew I had heard that somewhere before. We will keep a close eye on it for you. Today should be very interesting. All right, Deb's got the news right now. And if you're just joining us, you're about to get a rude awakening because we have tropical trouble on the horizon. Right, Deb? Yes, we do. And we've been enjoying a couple of relatively sunny days. But ready or not, the rain is coming. Eric Blake with the National Hurricane Center in Miami says a disturbance headed for the Gulf could become a tropical depression. Even if the system if the system becomes or doesn't become a tropical cyclone, it's not going to affect Florida too much. It's really... Uh, right now, what happens in, on the east side, this is expected to be kind of be a, a big, large, messy system. Blake says regardless of development, we're in for a super-soaked holiday weekend. He says it is typical rainy season activity and doesn't have much to do with hurricane season starting next week. He says Mother Nature really doesn't care what the date is on the calendar. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Yeah, but she doesn't have any sense of humor when she does this to us on a holiday weekend, for exactly, goodness sakes. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Come on, Mother Nature. Enough. Not to mention you have some, I'm not saying anything, but a Go lot on. of folks have a lot of special plans this weekend. Yeah. Don't want to see anything get ruined. We all do. Well, you know, the summer boating season kicks off officially with the Memorial Day weekend, and Florida waterways, as you can expect, are getting crowded now that the summer boating season is revving up, and it can be dangerous out there. Brian Raywinkle at the Florida Wildlife Commission says, get this, falling overboard is the number one cause of fatal boating accidents in Florida, and drowning was the leading cause of death last year. 67 uh, lives lost. Ideally, we would like to have no casualties, but... Uh, we did not see an increase in, in loss of life from 2016 as compared to 2017. Ray Winkle says the best way to stay safe is to wear your life jacket at all times, post a lookout, and make sure you have a sober driver behind the wheel. And with more than 2 million Floridians expected on the roads this Memorial Day holiday weekend, AAA is encouraging motorists to plan ahead for getting home safely, especially when alcohol consumption may be involved. That means choosing a designated driver, staying where you're celebrating, or arranging for another uh, form of safe transportation. For those who don't plan ahead, AAA is again offering its tow-to-go program. Starting tomorrow and continuing until Tuesday morning, you can get a free ride home for you and your vehicle by calling 855-2-TOW-TO-GO. And if it's, you're getting ready to hit the road for Memorial Day weekend, heads up, gas prices are going up just in time. The AAA uh, Car Club says holiday travelers can expect the highest Memorial Day gas prices since 2014. The organization says gas prices are nearly 60 cents higher than last year and will likely jump a few more pennies per gallon heading into the weekend. They predict about 37 million Americans will travel by car this weekend, and a lot of them will find gas 
over $3 a gallon at pumps across the country. According to GasBuddy.com, the average here in Orlando is two eighty-nine dollars a gallon. But let's check in with the best uh, pump patrol we have. Wow, GasBud. GasBud, absolutely. I'm, I'm linking up for once with GasBuddy. They've got it everywhere you look. Regular two eighty-nine dollars a gallon. I don't know what's going to happen the next time they bring the trucks in. They jumped a quarter earlier this week when they refueled the station so we'll see oh gas bud didn't see anything cheaper than 289 no oh no no you can get these stories and more at 1025 wfla.com the first hour of good morning orlando continues now with gina cervetti and the bloomberg business report all right up in new jersey what are they getting for a gallon of uh petrol right now for regular (laughs) gina what are you seeing Above this morning, I saw 2.99, and that caught my attention because, of course, it's just about at the tipping point there of going above three bucks. Yep. That's for regular. Okay, but they they'll actually they fill it up for you in New Jersey. They have this they do. The crazy system that they almost no state has. Yeah, yeah. that's the law. Yeah, Isn't try it? getting out of your car and and grabbing the pump yourself, and you'll quickly see oh, really? somebody running over. Oh yeah, <laughs> good yeah. Things. It's kind of entertaining sometimes when people with out of state plates pull up and they they think that like <laughs> everywhere else you can go pump yeah. your gas, but. <laughs> All right, let, let's get back on the beam here. I'm sorry I got you off track, but let's talk about the stock market, the futures, and uh, some of the economic indicators that we're going to be seeing soon, uh, the latest reports. Well, right now we have the stock futures little changed. Investors are watching trade still in focus this morning as the Trump administration considers slapping tariffs on vehicles imported to the U.S. That's actually giving a lift this morning to U.S. car makers in pre-market trading. We're watching for weekly updates today on initial jobless claims and consumer comfort. We get monthly data on existing home sales. That's a big one. Sears and Best Buy among those reporting earnings. We had a higher close yesterday with the Fed minutes showing that policymakers aren't in a big hurry to speed up the pace of interest rate hikes. They are set to raise rates at their June meeting. The Dow yesterday was up 52 points to 24,887. The S&P up nine or three tenths to 2733. And the Nasdaq jumped 48 to 7426. The Bloomberg Orlando index was up six tenths percent. Gene, you have an item for us on Bitcoin, that alternative currency that uh, has been all the rage and it fluctuates so wildly in value. They're going to be investigated, right? Yeah, the Justice Department has opened a criminal investigation into whether traders are manipulating the price of Bitcoin and other digital currencies, according to four people familiar with what's going on here. Federal prosecutors are working with the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, a financial regulator that oversees derivatives tied to Bitcoin. Very interesting. And Amazon um, is under the watchful eye of the Fed and the banks. What's going on? Yeah, the banks are keeping a watchful eye on the ambitions of Amazon and other tech giants, too. When it comes to finance, the Federal Reserve is, as you can imagine. Fed Vice Chair Randall Quarles is monitoring the potential for disruption to the industry and has expressed concern about how tech companies could provide financial services outside of regulators' oversight. And this is according to people who've spoken with him privately. So far, Amazon hasn't really jumped into banking at this point. All right. Fair enough. Uh, We'll watch for that closely. On a somewhat lighter note, uh, a lot of folks now are getting into uh, domestic drones, having a great time with that hobby and something they'll need to know this morning. 
Your drone may soon need a license plate of sorts, but a little noticed filing this month shows that U.S. aviation regulators for the first time intend to require that drone owners place a government-assigned ID number on the outside of the devices, kind of like the tail number on an airplane. Current rules require identifiers, but they don't have to be in places on the device that are readily seen. They could even be in the battery compartment, for example. We'll watch for it. Gina, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day in New York City, and uh, we'll look for you tomorrow morning, same time, for the Bloomberg Business Report. Thanks, bud. Have a great day in Florida. Thank you. We're trying. Hey, it looks to me like we might actually have a little bit of sunshine. Yesterday was fabulous. It looks like we better enjoy it while we can given what may be coming our way out of the tropics this weekend. Um, hey, what's bugging the bud man? Among many things, a couple of Orange County workers who've been paid big bucks for 10 months for doing no work. And guess who's paying them? Ultimately, it's we the people, the taxpayers. The story coming up, along with an update on Orlando's news, what are in traffic in two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Veteran local TV reporter Shannon Butler does a lot of good investigative work for Channel 9, where she now calls home. And she's done quite an investigative story here that has uncovered that two Orange County employees have been collecting their nearly six-figure paychecks for 10 months while sitting at home not doing a lick of work. Taxpayers are paying here, right? It's a county job. We are talking about a couple of women who work for Orange County property appraiser Rick Singh. Um, one's the chief financial officer. The other's the director of communications. Their names are Laverne McGee and Aisha Hassan. Now, here's the deal. Apparently, there was an, a review going on for their performance and some questions about it when the pair made formal allegations claiming that their boss... The Orange County property appraiser, Rick Singh, had a hostile work environment, and they were complaining about it. And they didn't like the way business was being done or the way he was conducting himself or allowing others to conduct themselves. The specifics of that, a little murky from what I am reading here. So what happened was the county said, all right, if you're making these allegations, we're going to put you on paid leave while we take a look and see whether there's anything to these allegations against your boss, ladies. So go home. And they did. And they're paid around $100,000 plus a year. And for 10 solid months while this has been going on, they have been being paid. Now, they were looking at their performance or lack thereof when all of a sudden the ladies filed these allegations. And it's almost when you look at it, and I'm not the only one who suspects this, that it's like they said, all right, here's a way to shake them down for money. Long term, we may not make it. But all we need to do right now is to come up with something against our boss, Orange County property appraiser Rick Singh, and we'll be frozen in place, sent home, and we'll be on paid leave. And we'll milk that as long as we can. And it went on for 10 months. Apparently, um, they're no longer getting the money for doing no work. That's what is reported by Shannon Butler here. Very, very interesting. There was an investigation into all of this that was done by former Chief Judge Belvin Perry, and both sides apparently agreed to this, okay? They liked Belvin Perry. They thought he was an honest guy. You remember him, the Casey Anthony case, etc. He's also a legal analyst for Channel 9. 
And um, the investigation is over, and they found out that Orange County property appraiser Rick Singh did nothing wrong. And now there's another investigation that will take a month to complete, Shannon reports, that will review these two women's performance, Laverne McGee and Aisha Hassan, I'm sure, with an eye toward whether or not they keep their jobs. But whether or not they do, it looks, it looks, by everything I'm reading in Shannon Butler's reporting, and she's very good, it looks like these gals knew how to shake down the county and the taxpayers for full paychecks for the better part of a year for doing no work. And they got that done. What a story. What do you think about that? 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. So we're talking about this Channel 9 investigation by reporter Shannon Butler into these two Orange County workers in the property appraiser's office of Rick Singh who were apparently being looked at for uh, job performance issues when they suddenly filed formal allegations claiming there was a hostile work environment. All of a sudden, while that investigation ensued and went on for 10 minutes and they found out that Singh had done nothing wrong in that regard, they sat at home and collected full paychecks and they earn at an annual rate of more than 100 or about $100,000 a year for 10 solid months. I'm not the only one who thinks it looks like a shakedown. They knew they might be on the ropes and they knew how to get paid for a long period of time. Just all of a sudden, claim a hostile workplace environment, go home and collect your paychecks while they sort it out. Very interesting. Here is Scott in Orlando. What do you think as a taxpayer, Scott? You know, it is a very hostile workplace. You know, you, How do you know that? Because I went down there to do a registration for my car. You wait two hours to get up to the counter. There's a lot of people sitting there frustrated. Uh, you got women in there. Their kids are crying. And yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with the kind of hostile work environment internally that was being claimed by these ladies. That's just that you're aggravated being there. I mean, I mean, they're aggravated people taking their aggravation on the counter people. The okay. counter people taking aggravation on the supervisors. Rick Zing closing down offices and other locations. They're they're there to collect your money, but they're there. To okay, take- I, I just think that's a little off the point here. With all due respect, buddy. Here is Gary in Apopka. What do you think, Gary? Well, but I have a very dear, close friend who was a manager at a county government office, and the same situation came up. They had individuals who had performance issues, I mean, gross performance issues, uh, and it turned out that the silent thing is they got an attorney, and they were people of color, they were minorities, who brought in racial discrimination as part of their suit. And the case was immediately dropped. I, I don't. I don't know whether there's any kind of a racial component on this one, though, Gary. I have. I have no knowledge that that would be so. The thing that offends me is it's you know it's government, so it's the taxpayers. Yaffe, we're the ones who are footing the bill for this thing. You know, if that's going on in a private company, let them work it out. As long as I don't have to pick up the tab. Yeah, it sounds like we need to find a way to close that loophole, so to speak, there to make sure this doesn't happen again. Do we ever? Coming up, Deborah Roberts with the news at 7 o'clock. Ready or not, the rain is coming and maybe a lot of it for the holiday weekend. And the NTSB releasing a preliminary report on the uh, South Florida FIU bridge collapse. Stay tuned for all the news. 
with the Debmeister. It's Good Morning Orlando from the Front Gate Realty Studio. Visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. From all of us, good morning at 6.58 now. Good morning, Orlando. Beautiful-looking Thursday morning, and we are so glad you've joined us here at 7 o'clock for our very latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here, right now on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, grab that umbrella because the rain is a-coming, and the NTSB releases a preliminary report on that FIU pedestrian bridge collapse. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. The NFL is on unveiled their new national anthem policy. We'll talk about it next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Thursday morning at 7.01 on News Radio 102.5. The National Hurricane Center is again increasing the odds that a system in the Caribbean will become a tropical depression or even a named storm as it moves north into the Gulf of Mexico. Forecasters now say there's a 70% chance of that happening, despite the fact that hurricane season doesn't officially begin until next Friday, June 1st. But Eric Blake with the National Hurricane Center in Miami says Mother Nature really doesn't care what day it is. Mother Nature doesn't really care exactly about our hard deadlines of June 1st. We've had many tropical cyclones form in in the last uh, two weeks of May. They don't tend to be particularly strong, but they can still have a lot of the same damaging effects like flooding and tornadoes and and rip currents near the coast. And whether it becomes a depression or not, locally heavy rainfall is likely over Florida and the northern Gulf Coast during the holiday weekend. It's currently located over the southeastern Yucatan Peninsula. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Two USF grads are behind a new website that can help homeowners protect themselves during hurricane season. Taylor Lankford and Ahmed Hamed are behind the free website NoFloodFlorida.com. It's designed to be a one-stop shop for those who live in flood zones so they can assess their risk and see how much it would cost to buy insurance. Hamed tells 10 News he and Lankford are water resource engineers and they've met a lot of people who don't really understand what it means to be living in a flood zone. But, of course, what we learned with last hurricane season and Harvey in Houston is that you don't have to live in a flood zone to flood. That's true. When it really gets bad, any house can get flooded. But I like that concept. Yeah, Something I do, too. Something new to help out folks and give them a resource and a connection to that problem that they may never have had before. And, of course, with all of the uh, tropical rain and just the plain rain we've had in the month of May, we've been hearing a lot about sinkholes. And if you don't know, Florida is honeycombed with limestone, and that makes the bedrock of the state more like Swiss cheese. And that creates conditions for sinkholes as the limestone erodes slowly over the centuries or, in some cases, quickly, like after intense tropical systems. You can expect uh, sinkholes to be triggered Uh, much more frequently. And as an example, when Hurricane Irma came through last year, uh, something like 400 sinkholes uh, developed over the course of a month after the storm came through. 400 sinkholes in the month after Hurricane Irma blew through. That's Anthony Rodazzo, geology professor emeritus at the University of Florida. He says we're hearing about them no more now because people recognize them as legitimate geological hazards and because Florida is more crowded these days. You wonder how we got all those lakes. Almost all of them are ancient sinkholes. Including Lake Eola right in the heart of downtown Orlando. That's right. The National Transportation Safety Board is releasing its preliminary report regarding the deadly South Florida International University bridge collapse in March. Civil engineer Michael Colmo says the accelerated bridge construction used uh, can be as safe as any form and explains how accelerated bridge construction works. The idea is to prefabricate portions of the bridge or in some cases the entire bridge is off-site and then quickly install the bridges 
uh, on-site with minimal uh, road closures and minimal impacts of traffic. Yeah, well, investigators have zeroed in on the cracks on the north and south end of the bridge and the propagation of those on the north end and will continue to evaluate the bridge's design, construction process, and its materials. Over the next month, they'll conduct additional forensic examination of the bridge's structural components and destructive testing of core and steel samples. However, a probable cause won't likely be given until the final NTSB report is released. And finally, how about a little bit of good news? I'm in. A charity that focuses on pets wants to thank a Tampa police officer for his act of kindness. Vets for Pets posted a story on Facebook last week about how Master Officer Bart Wester helped a homeless man and his dog. The man was panhandling to raise money for his dog's medical care, and Wester drove the two to Vets for Pets on East Broadway Ave. And in addition, the charity says Wester paid the entire veterinary bill. I love that story. Isn't that a great story? Good stuff, yep. WFLA News Time at 7.06. Hey, read about the Holy Grail of shipwrecks reportedly worth $17 billion. Wow. Found off the coast of Colombia. Ah, South America. Yes, my mother's home country. I'll be darned. Get the details at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Dad, before you head back to the newsroom, I want to get your take because I know you're a Green Bay Packer fan and by Ooh. extension a National Football League fan. NFL owners yesterday have unanimously passed a new policy requiring players to stand during the national anthem if they're on the field during its performance. But it does allow team members who don't want to be there to respect the national anthem to stay in the locker room if they don't want to participate this. No one's going to be allowed to sit or kneel. If they do, the team will be subject to a league fine. Individual teams can then discipline, fine, or whatever they choose to do to deal with the players who will not comply. Here is NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell on this. Uh, clearly, our objective as a league uh, and to all 32 clubs, uh, which was unanimous, is that we want people uh, to be respectful to the national anthem. We want people to stand. That's all personnel and make sure that uh, they treat this uh, moment in a respectful fashion. That's something that we think we owe. We've uh, been very sensitive in making sure that we uh, give players choices, but we do believe uh, that that moment is an important moment. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, um, players are not happy. This thing had kind of gone away toward the end of last season. Now it's blown up again. What do you think of this policy? Well, what's interesting was the uh, Players Association, their union came out yesterday and was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We didn't discuss this. What do you mean this is a blanket ban? But And then you've got the New York Jets saying, hey, listen, don't worry about it. We'll pay for you. I think it's a smart business move on their part. Okay. I think they're seeing the ratings and the team, uh, you know, attendance at stadiums dropping around the country and they have to take action on this and I think this was the right way to do it you give the players an option to still show their dissent but you also on the field show a a sign of unity and respect for the flag and the anthem that will not further antagonize the fleeing fan base exactly you got to give President Trump credit I mean he he scored the big touchdown and he won this game we'll hear from him in a moment and Colin Kaepernick, who started it all. What do you think of the new policy? And if you're a fan who's turned away from the National Football League, do you think this will bring you back? They got to stand, 
And if they don't want to stand, they stay in the locker room till the national anthem is over. Otherwise, there's going to be team fines, perhaps individual fines as well. What about the new NFL national anthem policy? 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. We roll on for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. But it's the last week of our amazing Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Your chance right now to get your share of $880,000 in cold cash by listening for the new keyword of this hour. It's coming up in seconds. Then just text that word to 200-200. And hey, just like a recent $1,000 winner in Volusia County, you could be one grand richer. Also, of course, an update, as always, in just two minutes for you on Orlando's News Weather and Traffic. Stick around on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Man, it gets me ready for football season. It's still a good measure away, but thanks for the NFL music, Yaffe. Uh, I see problems with this new policy. I, I, I think one of the things that's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of hostile players, and a lot of them are really mad about this right now. And, yeah, they'll come out and they'll stand, but they'll know the cameras are on them. And with facial expressions and body language, they will register their contempt, be in technical compliance, standing, being quiet, but I still think it's going to be a problem, particularly for the TV audience, where they will go right up close on them, unless somehow the NFL is able to mandate that they don't take any close-ups. Trump's on Fox and Friends this morning reacting to this. And keep in mind, it's the president who brought all of this to the fore. You remember? But let's listen to him now. Well, I think that's good. I don't think people should be staying in locker rooms, but still, I think it's good. You have to stand proudly for the national anthem. Well, you shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be there. Maybe you shouldn't be in the country. You have to stand proudly for the national anthem. And the NFL owners did the right thing if that's what they've done. So how did all of this start? If you don't recall, it was the quarterback who can't get a job anymore because he was so bad for business, Colin Kaepernick. Um, remember when he, when he sat out the national anthem and then he went to kneeling for the national anthem and there was a national furor? He talked at that point in the locker room about why he started the movement of players kneeling for the Star Spangled Banner. There's a lot of things that need to change. Uh, one, one specifically is police brutality. There's people being murdered unjustly and not being held accountable. Cops are getting paid leave for killing people. Police brutality that he alleged against people of color. That's what this was all about, okay? But I do suspect that Kaepernick and others are just not big fans of America in general, okay? And some of these protests go way beyond, you know, whether they it's alleged police brutality, which is a rare event. It happens, but a rare event in the grand scheme of things against people of color in this country. I don't think this is going to work well. I have concluded that the NFL would have been better off doing nothing and letting what had essentially become a sleeping dog lie. Well, that's not going to happen right now. A lot of these players are really mad, and I think I think they're going to try to stick it to Goodell, stick it to the owners, and ultimately stick it to the fans and stick it to the country. Am I harsh? What do you think of the new policy, and how do you think it'll work? Join the conversation at 407-916-5400. 
or hit me on the text line, never busy, 23680. You will pay standard message and data rates there. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired. He's fired! Boy, I tell you, Trump really grabbed a hold of that issue when Colin Kaepernick knelt for the national anthem, and he wrote it, and he wrote it hard. That's one of his initial comments during a rally, and um, he's gotten a lot of support on this, and it is Trump who is responsible for the change in the NFL national anthem policy. We've been talking about the new policy. you got to be standing, respecting the Star Spangled Banner on the field, or if you can't do that and don't want to do it, you stay in the locker room until the national anthem is concluded. Fines, we don't know how much, though, and that'll be a key, against teams with violators, and then the teams can find the individual players at their own discretion. I just see problems with this for the reasons I cited. And Yaffe and Steph, I want to know what you think. You're both big sports fans. What do you think? You know, from a patriotic standpoint, I support it. I have to support it. I think it was dumb for them to kneel in the first place. But from a business standpoint, I have to say I'm surprised that the NFL did this. Because I agree with you. It seemed like the issue was kind of going away, fizzling out a little bit. And the NFL has essentially brought this back to the center of attention. And now people are going to react to it again. And it could hurt them more than help them, at least in the short term. What about it, Steph? Oh, I mean, you know I'm totally for it. Um, But I definitely think there's going to be issues that arise and that come up in this. You think the NFL will wish they had let a sleeping dog lie? And it was kind of getting quiet toward the end of the year. There weren't too many players engaging in this anymore last year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Danny, you popped on the line first, so you're up with a Bud Man on the 50,000 watt front porch. Danny, good morning from Apopka. Morning, Bud. What do you think? I, uh, I just think it's uh, it's a half attempt at appeasing fans. I don't think they're really taking a tough stance saying, you know, you need to stand for the national anthem. Like, the players can still stay in the locker room if they want, so they can basically protest, but not in front of the fans, so the fans don't see it. Okay. One problem is, I bet the fans will be looking at the runway where all the players enter the field, and they'll be IDing the ones who come out of the locker room, and they'll boo the heck out of them. Look for that. Look for that. Ken in Orlando. What about it, Ken? Uh, good morning, bud. Um, I'm for, I'm for uh, making some real money, uh, and that is uh, make the teams uh, separate the separate the teams into those that kneel and those that stand and then uh, run them out on the field and uh, let them go. What do you mean run them out on the field and let them go? What are you talking about? Well, uh, you have a team, one team, everyone on that team is, is uh, in favor of kneeling and the other team is in favor of standing okay. and then uh, put them out on the field. And uh, I think you'd <laughs> see the fans really, really. <laughs> I see what you're talking about. You're going to turn this into the old Roman Coliseum. The Christians and the Lions. Text line, Yaffe, what's coming in there? Yes, but a bunch of texts coming in. One person says, it's a bit late for the NFL. Damage already done. Glad they implemented the policy in the workplace. The stadium is a workplace. Uh, Another person said, the NFL made a good step, but it's not far enough. Players that stay in the locker room should be fired. Those players are living more of the American dream than the blue-collar majority that watches them. 
this is a touchdown for Trump. It really is. Yeah, it is. There's no, there's no other way to look at that. There's he no other way to look at that. He definitely won the issue, I think. Huh? Yeah, I mean, he definitely won the issue. He did. He did. Oh, Deb, especially for folks just joining us, not what anybody wants to hear. With a big holiday weekend coming, we got a tropical troublemaker headed our way. What's the latest? Well, the latest is the National Hurricane Center is again increasing the odds that that system in the Caribbean will become a tropical depression as it moves north into the Gulf of Mexico. Forecasters say there's now a 70% chance of that happening. National Hurricane Center's Eric Blake says Memorial Day could be a stormy one. Most of the Florida Peninsula is going to have a a much cloudier and rainier Memorial Day weekend than average. There's also a good chance it could turn into the first named storm of the 2018 hurricane season, which is Alberto. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Science is on the cutting edge. edge. On the what? It would have worked if I could have spoken English there for just <laughs> just a moment longer. Right, let's re-rack that. Take another yeah, shot exactly. at that. Scientists are on the cutting edge. Okay. A global team of scientists actually is setting out to prove once and for all whether or not the Loch Ness Monster ever really existed. And how are we going to do that? Well, next month they're going to search the depths of Scotland's Loch Ness and use environmental DNA experiments to try to figure out whether Nessie was ever there. Now, the use of eDNA is already used for monitoring other marine life, as when any creature makes its way through its environment, it leaves behind tiny bits of DNA, just like we do. Skin cells, fingerprints, hair follicles. But this is the water. Exactly. But they still leave behind small amounts of DNA as well. Okay. Scales. You know, there have been many attempts over the years to confirm the creature's existence, the most recent being two years ago. During that search, a monster was found. But it turned out to be a replica that sank almost 50 years ago after being used in the film The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes. It was a ship? It was a ship. It was, <laughs> it was a fake monster. Oh, jeez. It was a fake monster. Uh, I just always... hope we don't make him mad. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, the start of every monster movie is they're searching somewhere and wakes it up. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a <laughs> so, good point. I just think it's the biggest scam ever. It's, a, it's, it's how you create a... A, a tourist trap out of thin air. I mean, who else would necessarily go to that lake in Scotland over any other? But you have this legend of this Loch Ness. This whole, oh, come on. I want to come up with something like that now. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next viral sensation. There are other examples of that, but this is just the most infamous, at least in my opinion. Well, okay. here's uh, You're some... a denier, bud. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, huh? <laughs> Go ahead, Deb. Well, some more scientific news in the world of animals. A dozen Alaska bison are heading to Siberia for a climate change experiment. They'll be part of a documentary about Russia's uh, Pleistocene Park, where they'll be observed to try to promote the expansion of grasslands. The 500-pound plant-eating animals are expected to prevent the growth of trees and shrubs with an overall goal of keeping permafrost from melting. The filmmaker tells the Anchorage Daily News that grasslands in winter reflect solar radiation, which reduces the impacts of climate change. Sooner or later, my English skills are going to come right back. The 12 baby bison are expected to board a cargo plane to the Russian Arctic next Monday. Very interesting. And finally, back closer to home. (laughs) 
It's just like they, falling down the stairs, isn't it? It's funny. With most it's people, like, nobody would ever notice it, but you're so flawless in your delivery. It's, it's, it's great to know you're human. Oh, very human. Very human. Very, very human. Go ahead. Well, closer to home, visits to an Orange County park are being spoiled by aggressive squirrels. Yeah, I've been hearing about this. Yeah, county rec officials say they've received five complaints about aggressive squirrels at Shadow Bay Park in the last few weeks. One child was even unfortunately scratched on her back. Now, what do you think they say is the cause for aggressive squirrels? I don't know. Bad weather. I mean, it's making everybody grumpy. Maybe it's making the squirrels grumpy. (laughs) No, they say people feeding squirrels has now caused the squirrels to see people as a food source. And so they become aggressive when they see humans with food. Ah. Well, yeah, especially if you don't give it to them. Exactly. In some cases, they'll climb up your leg and take it. So what you're saying is these squirrels are entitled. They feel entitled entitled to their food. They're just like the NFL players. They're just (laughs) like the NFL players. The Orlando Sentinel reports signs warning visitors not to feed the animals were posted in the park yesterday. So now they are asking you, as cute as it may be, do not feed the squirrels. I've got to tell you a quick squirrel story. I was going through the drive through window, guys, listen to this, of the Burger King on Red Bug Road near Tuscawilla, okay? And uh, picking up a cheeseburger and a Coke, all right? And I'm coming down to pay at the window. And there's one of these great big protective posts so you don't slam into the side of the building, you know. Yeah. And perched on the top of that is this squirrel. <laughs> and he looks like he's ready to pounce. And I and I, I pull up there and I said, my God, he's going to jump in the car. <laughs> and then what am I going to do with him? Squirrel! Give, you give know, him a can, French fry. Well, and and I, I pulled, I, and the window's up to go by him so he couldn't do that. Lowered the window when I got beyond him, but not comfortably beyond him, to pay and to get my food. And I said, do you know you have a squirrel perched on that post? He said, oh, yeah. He's the mascot. He's (laughs) always there. And I guess he's hanging out for crumbs or something. But I'm telling you, I thought if I leave the window down, he and I are going to be occupying your beautiful Lincoln together (laughs) and it's not going to end well that is a smart squirrel I give that squirrel credit it's always there I knew where to go I do too I give the squirrel credit absolutely so check it out on the drive-thru I have no no commercial interest in 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 bringing business to this Burger King beyond my own but to say there he's always there (laughs) crazy squirrels they're nuts Thank you, Deb. Oh, 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 you didn't even mean to do that, did No, you? I didn't. <laughs> so are you going to come back and give another shot at it here at 8 o'clock? I, I really don't know. It's, <laughs> it's completely up in the air at this point. I make no promises. I might just record it. <laughs> yeah, maybe go back in the newsroom and figure out how to, how to get the lips and the tongue in sync. Everything will be fine. Oh, that's, that's... Boy, we all have mornings like that. I can tell you I've had a bunch of them. No, you haven't. No, I have. It's true. It's documented. But don't search for the tape, Yaffe. All right. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> You're welcome. Coming up here, we're giving away the Trump board game. You're going to want to play this with your family and friends and find out who your friends really are. That's the prize on today's Sound Judgment Game. And if you haven't won in 30 days, the company says you're eligible to play and win. Hey, let's have some fun. I think you can get this one. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Sound Judgment next. Then the Rush Morning Update. Lots coming your way. But first, an update for you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And I'll have that here in two minutes on News Radio 1025. 
Steph, you got to love this round of sound judgment as a Washington Capitals hockey fan. Man, did they take it to the Tampa Bay Lightning last night in Game 7. Oh, my God, it was unreal. <laughs> and you've been celebrating all night. You're a little weary coming in here this morning. I am. I was just telling Yaffe, I never even slept last night at all. I was. I stood in front of the TV for three hours. I never <laughs> sat down, just jumping and screaming. The reason she's, a, she, you know, she's not a turncoat here. She grew up in the Washington, D.C. area and went to the Capitals games and has been a fan ever since she was a kid. So we'll forgive her that, okay? (laughs) Let's talk about the prize we're playing for here in just a moment, Steph. That's right. So our Sound Judgment winner today gets their very own copy of the brand-new Trump Policy board game. Play Trump Policy with your family, play it with your friends, and very soon you'll know whether they are your friends. Trump Policy gives everyone a chance to voice their opinion on key issues of the day and stand up for the kind of America they want. The new Trump policy game is a $40 value, and it's available at trumppolicy.net. And it's available right here for free to our winner. If you're trying to get in, wait for a wrong answer to our question. Opening up a line for you at 407-916-5400. We've had a bunch of late-round winners recently on Sound Judgment, so, you know, lady luck may smile on you. Let's go. I had planned to have this morning's Sound Judgment game celebrate the NHL's Tampa Bay Lightning headed for the Stanley Cup Finals after defeating the Washington Capitals in Game 7 last night, but it was not to be. The Capitals shut out the Lightning 4-zip. The second straight shutout, Game 6 and Game 7, both shutouts. And now the Capitals will face the upstart Las Vegas Knights for the championship Right now, I want you to listen to some sound from last night's game, then use your sound judgment to tell me this. How many Stanley Cup titles the Lightning have won in their history? And out in front and scoring with that chance that bounced around out in front for the Capitals, making it a score of four to nothing. The first time in two decades, the Cats are headed to the big show. So... The Lightning don't make it in their bid to get in the Stanley Cup Finals and win it all. The question is, how many Stanley Cup titles have the Tampa Bay Lightning won in their history? Just give me the number, and you've got the Trump policy board game. Line one. Line one. Hello. What's the number? Would that be be seven? No, it is not seven. It's a lot fewer than that. Let's go to line two. There's the open line, 407-916-5400. Hop on the line. Uh, Line two, how many? One. Yes. Do you know what year? 2008. 2004, but you didn't have to know the year. All you needed was the number, and you are our Trump policy board game winner on sound judgment. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Good deal. We want to make sure we get you the game. I'm going to put you on hold, let you talk it over with Steph, and I'm going to send you a note of congratulations because you did a great job here. First name, please, if you will. Michael. Hey, Michael, where are you this morning as you call in? I am in Maitland. Fantastic. Right up the road. Nice to have you with us on Good Morning Orlando on the 50,000-watt front porch. Glad you enjoy the show. Hope you enjoy the Trump game. Thank you. Have a good morning. Yeah, don't go away. You stay on the line. You and Steph will have a conversation, and Michael will make it happen. Congratulations. 7.57 on a, well, relative to what we've been having mostly of late. Nice, bright, and beautiful Thursday morning. Glad you're with us. You're on the 
50,000-watt front porch as we come to you from the front gate realty studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Six to nine in the morning, the best in talk radio, and you're a part of that here in Good Morning Orlando. And when Yaffe takes to the WFLA airwaves in prime time, you get an opportunity to be a part of his show. And it's coming up tonight, buddy. Talk about it. Yeah, my show is on tonight, 8 to 9 p.m. There's a lot that has happened in the last week since I did my last show. So you'll want the Yaffe analysis, and you'll get that tonight. And you can call in. It's Beyond Reason from 8 to 9 with my producer turned talk show host, Yaffe. And he'll be taking your calls and texts. 8 to 9 tonight here on WFLA. Um, Memorial Day, hopefully we can get whatever heavy tropically related weather out of the way by Monday so we can all um, pay tribute in services and ceremonies throughout Central Florida to those who have given the last full measure of devotion and service to their country, um, serving in our armed forces and giving their lives. That's what Memorial Day was set aside for. And uh, I am privileged again for about the 25th year to be the master of ceremonies for the Memorial Day service, We Remember Them. It will be this Monday at 11 a.m. It's about one hour long. Glenhaven Memorial Park, Temple Drive in Winter Park, free to the public. Uh, Great tributes to uh, all the heroes of all of our wars. Great patriotic music and special features. And it's wonderful to have an opportunity to meet you when when I'm there. And and it's a great, great day. Now, listen, they have big, big tents and great seating to protect you from too much sun, which we normally have, or too much rain, which we possibly could be dealing with. But uh, this is what Memorial Day is all about, and I hope that you will be there with me or at least attending a ceremony somewhere. But I'll be at Glen Haven Memorial Park at 11 a.m. on Monday morning. Um, Come on out and break all means. Bring your kids and your grandkids. They will never forget it. Deborah Roberts updating our news here at the top of the hour. Speaking of tropical trouble weather-wise, Ready or not, looks like the rain's coming, maybe a lot of it. And Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the United States has not done enough to protect midterm elections. Good morning, Orlando, at 8 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando. So glad you're with us here on a Thursday at 8 o'clock for our very latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here, right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, earlier warnings just in time for hurricane season. And Pompeo says the U.S. hasn't done enough to protect midterm elections. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. Publix being threatened with a boycott and a die-in. We're talking about it with you next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Thursday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 1025. Brian Lamar of the National Weather Service in Ruskin says forecasters will warn you earlier of hurricane or tropical storm watches and warnings. Typically a hurricane watch, we're going to be providing that anywhere up to about 48 hours in advance, where it used to be 36 hours. And hurricane warnings used to be about 24 hours. Now we're going about 36, so about an extra 12 hours, which can definitely help people plan for evacuations, get out of the area, and get the supplies they need. Lamar joined other Florida officials in urging everyone to prepare now for hurricane season, which officially begins next Friday, June 1st. Lamar says we could get a preview of the season this weekend, now, a low-pressure system in the Caribbean could become a tropical depression when it gets into the Gulf, and the National Hurricane Center in Miami has upped the chances of that happening from 70% to 80%. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Overseas, China says it hasn't found anything to explain what happened to a U.S. government employee who reported a brain injury. 
The employee worked in China from 2017 until last month. He reported a mild traumatic brain injury after feeling abnormal sensations of sound and pressure. Now, the cause of the injury is unknown, but it's drawing comparisons to similar symptoms reported by diplomatic staff in Cuba in 2016 and 2017. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesman said the country is committed to keeping diplomatic staff protected. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo claims the U.S. hasn't done enough to secure the upcoming midterm elections. We will not tolerate Russian interference in our 2018 elections. Much work has been done. There's more to do. In a House hearing yesterday, Pompeo noted that U.S. officials have, quote, not been able to achieve deterrence, effective deterrence of some of these efforts of the Russians, end quote. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen has warned that other bad actors may also try to meddle in future U.S. elections, including Iran and China. Meanwhile, Florida U.S. Senator Bill Nelson says Congress set aside money for states to bolster their election security in the wake of the 2016 election and revelations of Russian meddling. Florida was allocated $19 million but isn't planning to use any of it. Nelson says voters deserve answers. Why wouldn't the government of the state of Florida apply for $19 million of funds set aside for Florida to upgrade and protect our election system? He said on the Senate floor that when you consider the risk and what Russia did, why in the world would the state of Florida not apply for any of the $19 million set aside for our state? I think he has a good point, Senator Nelson. We don't agree on too many things, but I think he's right there, particularly where where there's a critically important bellwether state. I mean, we're the linchpin on one election after another, and people have to believe that the election results, the voting, is honest. And if there's $19 million that's already been allocated, why aren't we using it? I, I, I think that's a great point he makes. And finally, uh, setting the table for the talker I know you're just about to get into, but calling publics, quote, an NRA sellout, end quote. A student survivor of the deadly Stoneman Douglas High School shooting plans to stage protests at two of the Lakeland Chains supermarkets. David Hogg called on Twitter for people to lie down for 12 minutes inside both public stores in Parkland starting at 4 p.m. today. Hogg says the die-in is in response to Publix's reported donation of a half million dollars to the campaign of Republican Adam Putnam for governor. Putnam is a gun rights advocate who once referred to himself as a, quote, Proud NRA sellout, end quote. Yeah, they're calling for a boycott and now a die-in. I think the die-in is Friday at 4 p.m. Am I right on that? Let me staff writer. I, I realize that. Let I, me check I, with the staff writer. I think it is. Because the Sentinel is reporting that the die-in is Friday. Yeah, I believe that that is true. Um, we're going to talk about it here. Um, it, it's very interesting what's going on and how Publix is reacting to it. Uh, I don't like this. Uh, I think, however, it may well in some ways become effective. We'll talk about it next time. All right. Well, WFLA News Time, it's 8.08. And you can read about that 30-year-old son who was evicted by his parents now saying they're not good people. Get his side of the story at 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. 
Yeah, Dev has set the table, and I'll give you a little bit more on this whole situation with Publix and see what you think here in a moment. And, of course, you're going to get my take that comes along whether you want it or not, right? It's kind of what this is all about here. And uh, it's always great to get your perspectives, whether we agree or not. And alongside the Deb Meister, the Bud Man here until 9 o'clock, Yaffe producing, Steph taking calls, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, standard message and data rates will apply there. And uh, stay tuned after a word from Deb for your shot at winning your share of $880,000 in cold cash. Final days of our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. So your chance to win. Listen for the new keyword of the hour coming up in a moment. Then you just text that word to 200-200. Easy as can be. You could be our next $1,000 winner. And, of course, dead ahead, we have an update as well on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes for you here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Want to help you better understand what's going on here with Publix and the threatened boycott and die-in by these anti-gun fanatics. This is driven by um, a lot of the activists associated with the Parkland School Massacre in Broward County back on Valentine's Day, principally this guy David Hogg, um, who has ridden this for all it is worth. He helped galvanize support for that March for Our Lives movement, the big march in Washington, if you remember that earlier this uh, spring season. And... um, Here's the deal. It was reported in the Tampa Bay Times that Publix had given $670,000 over the last three years to back the gubernatorial candidacy of Adam Putnam, conservative Republican, now the state's agricultural commissioner. He happens to be a proud member of the NRA, and he has been given an A-plus rating for his policies by the National Rifle Association, which these anti-gun activists like David Hogg loathe, okay? They're all about gun control. But listen to this. Publix is not endorsing Adam Putnam, or not endorsing the National Rifle Association. They're endorsing a candidate who happens to have a high rating from the NRA. Publix was endorsing Putnam, as companies do, because they think he will, if he becomes governor, create the most favorable business climate for them. And they think he'll do the best job of being governor of Florida. So they're going to help him with some campaign contributions. It's amazing to me that these anti-gun fanatics want to boycott Publix and stage a die-in we're at public stores tomorrow, and they're everywhere, as we know, throughout the state of Florida. It's the biggest company in Florida, or the biggest Florida company. And they're amazing. They're terrific. They're so highly regarded in so many ways. At 4 o'clock for 12 minutes, people are just supposed to go into Publix, wherever they are, and lie down like they're dead, like they're dead from you know, a, a shooting or something, but they're not. But they just die down, lie down for 12 minutes to make a point in a protest here. And it looks like Publix may well be caving to this because initially, initially, Publix said that, that it supported bipartisan business-friendly candidates and, and that they had not provided any financial support for the NRA. They're supporting a candidate who happens to be highly rated by the NRA, Adam Putnam. 
Why should they be penalized for that? But now Publix is striking a more conciliatory tone toward the anti-gun fanatics, suggesting that future political donations might be handled differently. This email has gone out from Publix management. Are you ready? We regret that some of our political contributions have led to an unintentional customer divide instead of our desire to support a growing economy in Florida. As a result of this situation, we are now evaluating our processes to ensure that our giving better reflects our intended desire to support a strong economy and a healthy community. Now, after the Parkland School Massacre, companies like MetLife and Hertz cut ties with the National Rifle Association. But I don't understand why Publix should cave to this and this disruption in their stores just because they're endorsing a candidate highly rated by the National Rifle Association. If they cave on this, there's going to be no end to this kind of thing. Do you support this boycott of Publix and the die-in plan for public stores for 12 minutes at 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon? I do not. Where are you on this? Bertha's on the line. That's always fun. But I've got a line for you at 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Standard message and data rates apply here. For donating to Adam Putnam's candidacy for governor of the state of Florida, some anti-gun activists out of the Parkland School Massacre, some kids uh, and, and, and others who have joined them, want Publix to be boycotted, and they want to stage a die-in at Publix everywhere tomorrow for 12 minutes. People will walk into Publix, they say, and lie down in the aisles and play dead. Again, Publix has not been donating, they say, to the National Rifle Association. But Publix has a right to donate to a candidate they think will be good for the state where they do business and good for their business. And, uh, and, and without this kind of nonsense... I mean, they can do it. They're free to do it. I just don't think it's fair at all. I don't like the idea either, Yaffe, that Publix looks like they may be caving to this and then just pull their support for for, for Putnam because they're afraid of the repercussions like this. Yeah, this is really bullying tactics that David Hogg is doing. He's known for this now. He's just trying to bully people to agree with his point of view instead of fighting in the arena of ideas. And it's just wrong. And it could backfire on him because conservatives are going to start boycotting companies that donate to liberal causes well that's the flip side of the coin yeah. you point out good good call on that uh bertha in deland what about this good morning i agree with you public is one of the few stores that gives back to the community and i hope anybody plan to come to d land don't waste your time we ain't never going to boycott publics okay i and love I just it called my manager in public and told him corporate that we support him he have a right to give money to whoever they want to support. That's what it's all about. Like Bishop Curry said, love is the answer. You love who you disagree with. That's my motto. Now, let me ask you, did you did you say you've already talked to the manager at your Publix? Oh, yeah. Now, what did he say or she say? He said he's so appreciative. And he goes, I told him, let corporate know we support public and dealer. I don't care what public charge. I buy public every time. Love it, Bertha. Thank you. She, I love it because she, you know, she backs up what she says. He got active, and maybe that's what you ought to do for the folks at your Publix. Tell them you support this, and maybe be there to shop tomorrow in the afternoon, the middle of this die-in, and let them know what you think. Ben and Claremont, what about it? Well, but of course, I'm against it. I 
the point I one of the points I was going to make about the bullying that's already pretty much been covered. But I don't see much difference if these kids go into these stores and start laying down. I don't see where that's any different than them kids that went into the school and act like they were killing people and stuff. Oh yeah, that story we had uh, out of Maryland here. Well, I don't think this is quite as severe because they were, you know, they were staging a simulated mass uh, massacre with water guns that looked like real guns. But this is still this is really obnoxious. It really is. On the text line, Yaffe, what are folks saying? Uh, yes. So one person says this, maybe we should all do a Publix buy-in instead of die-in, go and shop at Publix that day. Ooh. Another person says Publix should not cave to these ridiculous boycotters. The school system, police, and a lack of mental health services and Dems running the that Florida County caused Parkland, not NRA. How about a little cleanup on aisle six? You see these, these die-ins lying around playing dead, grab them by the ankles and haul them out of there. Ready or not, the rain is coming, and maybe a lot of it for the Memorial Day weekend. And a city looks for answers after a, are you ready, zombie alert is sent out to residents. We kid you not. Deborah Roberts updating all the news at the bottom of the hour. My co-host here in Good Morning Orlando as we charge toward the 9 o'clock hour from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Don't miss breaking health and medical news coming up later in this half hour as well. With Dr. Ken Kronhouse, it's the house call every Thursday morning at 8.40. It's ahead, and I hope you'll be with us. In a moment, the Deb Meister updates the news. Good morning from us all here on a beautiful Thursday. Deb, it's looking bright and beautiful and how welcome that is. Oh, yeah. But it looks like we're going back in the soup and maybe worse. What's the latest with this tropical system? Well, the odds continue to increase, bud, that a tropical depression will develop in the Gulf of Mexico this weekend. Forecasters at the National Hurricane Center now put the chance of that happening at 80%, up from 70% earlier this morning. They say a low-pressure system over the southeastern Yucatan Peninsula is gradually becoming better defined and is likely to become a depression over the southeastern Gulf by late Saturday. Regardless, Eric Blake with the National Hurricane Center in Miami says it's going to be a sloppy mess. Even if the system if the system becomes or doesn't become a tropical cyclone, it's not going to affect Florida too much. It's really... Uh, right now, what happens in, on the east side, this is expected to be kind of be a, a big, large, messy system. Yeah, in any case, heavy rainfall is forecast over much of Florida and the northern Gulf Coast into early next week, including the Memorial Day holiday. Going to replay later in the show after the house call with Dr. Kronhaus, my interview with one of our top flight AccuWeather meteorologists with perspectives day by day about what we might expect. It's coming up here toward the end of our show. All right, well, this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Officials say they still don't know who sent a zombie alert to residents of a South Florida city following a power outage. <laughs> a zombie alert. A zombie alert. Okay. Yeah, Lake Worth spokesman Ben Kerr says an independent investigation is underway to determine who was behind the message sent to some 7,800 customers during a 27-minute power outage Sunday. Now, during the city's own investigation, Kerr says officials determined that no current or former employees edited the pre-prepared message to include the warning of a zombie invasion. He tells the Palm Beach Post that no one was fired for it. I'll add yet. Kerr said a hacking issue came up during Hurricane Irma last September, but that issue was dealt with quickly. He added that officials thought they got to all of the messages, but, quote, it turns out there was one hiding in the system, end quote. 
you know, I wonder here in Florida just how many people are in a total panic over the zombies. <laughs> I know, exactly. You know? Exactly. They're out there. Hey, speaking of uh, stuff going on in Florida, here's a good thing. A craft microbrewery in Delray Beach believes they found a solution to those plastic six-pack rings that can kill wildlife and hurt the environment. Good. Yeah. After years of research and experimentation, the new rings made of wheat and barley can not only serve as a snack for marine life, but they're also biodegradable. Saltwater Brewery is working in conjunction with ER, uh, E6PR to create the rings, and they're hoping other breweries, both large and small, will buy into the new rings. Craftbeer.com's reports the rings are currently being tested with a small group of breweries. Boy, that's really interesting, isn't it? That really would. Now, if we can just figure out a way to make fish line out of wheat and barley, then we'll have something, won't we? Exactly. Keep yeah. going, guys. Yep. And finally, a Catholic priest is hoping to make a difference in people's lives, but not the way you think. This priest is going to participate on season 10 of NBC's American Ninja Warrior. No, a priest? A priest. Oh, wow. Father Stephen Gadbury told Catholic News Agency he hopes by competing on the show, he can make members of the clergy look more human and approachable. Father Gadbury, who's also a physical trainer, says physical activity can be an easy gateway to a conversation with a spiritual leader. Father Gadbury decided to apply for the show after being challenged by two-time contestant Sean Bryan. Bryant gained attention by wearing a shirt with the colors of the papal flag that said Papal Ninja. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> the demons will not mess with him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He'll take them on. There yeah, you, you got to go. be fit to fight those demons. Yeah. yeah, you do. You really, really do. <laughs> Unfortunately, that father will never, ever see me in a gym, but it's good to know he's you know, going to be competing as an American Ninja Warrior. Thank you, Deb. You're welcome, bud man. All right. Coming up, Dr. Kronhaus with breaking health and medical news. Uh, it's the house call everybody waits for. we got to talk to you about... Whether or not these these sunscreen pills are the real deal or not, there's been a ruling on that. And you want to breathe easy? Berries and grapes can be a big help. There's all kinds of stuff on the house call that you're not going to hear anywhere else. For the one and only Dr. Ken Kronhaus coming up next. We'll have that in Orlando's News, Weather and Traffic. I'll update for you in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. Doc, good morning to you. Welcome, as always, to the 50,000-watt front porch in Good Morning Orlando. Great to be with you, bud. Lots of ground to cover. Let's go. Breaking health and medical news. You might not think that uh, suffering a hearing loss early in your life could have a negative impact toward the end of your life. Apparently, though, it can. That's the news this week from eNeuromedical Journal that young people with mild hearing decline but are on a path to developing dementia. According to this new study, when you begin to lose your hearing, you put so much effort into listening that you drain your resources for thinking and memory, hmm. and that can eventually lead to dementia. So avoid listening to music at maximum volume using headphones or sitting close to the speakers at a music concert or at the movies. And if you work with power tools, use ear protection. Wow, how about that? Lots of benefits of fish, great source of protein, etc. 
But um, also some other benefits, new research shows. What can you tell us? Unexpected benefits. Adding more seafood to the diet helps couples improve their sex lives and even their fertility. Out of the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism this week, couples who eat fish more than twice each week are more likely to conceive children. We should all get two to three servings of low mercury fish each week. Seafood with low levels of mercury includes salmon and albacore tuna. Okay, now listen, the sun is shining this morning, and it's been a while. Uh, And, of course, we'll have a lot of it this summer. And a lot of folks, you know, are relying on a new pill to serve as a sunscreen. But there's a big red flag going up. What can you tell us? Absolutely. Let's clear this up. According to the FDA just this week, but there is no pill or capsule that can replace your sunscreen. So when selecting a sunscreen, make sure the label says three things. Broad spectrum. SPF 30 or higher, and water-resistant. You want me to do those three again? Yeah. Broad spectrum, SPF 30 or higher, and water-resistant. Okay, fair enough. Now, there's a drug approved for folks with liver disease, uh, which is very serious. So let's talk about some uh, research on what this is all about. Brand name Doptilet. Or the, gene- or the scientific Avatrombopag has been approved by the FDA to treat adults with chronic liver disease, bud, this, this week, who are scheduled to have a medical or dental procedure. People with ongoing liver disease, they often have low blood platelet count, which raises their risk for dangerous bleeding during a medical procedure. This new drug may decrease or eliminate the need for platelet transfusions, which are associated with risk of infection and other adverse reactions. Hey, if you like berries and grapes as much as the Budman, um, there's another good reason to keep on eating them. Right, Doc? Great news from the American Thoracic Society meeting this week in San Diego that adding more grapes and berries to your diet is a great way to give your lungs a health boost. People who eat the most foods with a particular type of flavonoid called anthocyanins maintain the best lung function as they age. These anthocyanins, their antioxidants, are found in dark, pigmented fruits and vegetables such as red grapes, blueberries, and purple potatoes. So that's what you want to eat, red grapes, blueberries, and purple potatoes to maintain good lung function. And this is good science. Yeah, it really is. It's amazing to me how you scour all of these medical journals to come up with all of this new research. Everybody loves the house call. Here's new research on the benefits of lifelong exercise, gang. Let's all listen together. The Journal of Physiology this week. Exercising may keep you young at heart. People who make regular exercise a lifelong habit appear to slow the aging of their heart and blood vessels. Regular exercise promotes more youthful, that is, less stiff arteries. But for those who are worried about coming down with heart failure... You ought to start an exercise program now. Is that what the latest research is showing? Exactly. Medical journal circulation this week that heart failure, a condition affecting more than 5 million Americans, bud, is the leading cause of hospitalization in people over age 65. The good news this week is that getting the recommended 150 minutes a week of moderate physical activity can reduce your risk of getting heart failure in just six years. My goodness. And let's close with some good news for folks who are looking for relief from those awful migraine headaches. This is great hope and good news that millions of people suffer from the throbbing pain, light and sound sensitivity and nausea that can come with migraines. 
The new hope this week is there because the first drug aimed at preventing migraine headaches was just approved by the FDA. The injected drug, it's called Amovig or Erenumab. That's the scientific name. It can prevent migraines if other treatments have failed to do so. Amovig works by blocking a key brain neurotransmitter chemical that sends out pain signals. Boy, a lot of folks are glad to hear that, and of course, we'll go off on their own to learn more. It's terrific, the news you bring us, breaking health and medical news on the weekly house call. Doc, thank you so much, and uh, have a great day at Lake Cardiology. Be well, bud. Thank you. And you know what? My heart is well, because it's in the care of Dr. Kronhaus, and I think yours should be as well. Why don't you schedule an appointment, ask about the BudScan 2.0 heart scan that saved my life, covered by most insurance, could save your life. Give them a call today. 352-735-1400, 352-735-1400. And, oh, don't forget, every Sunday afternoon at 2, you need to be in front of the radio and tuning in to Doc's nationally syndicated show, Good Day Health with Dr. Ken, Sundays at 2 on WFLA. We're playing back um, an interview I had with one of our AccuWeather meteorologists on this tropical system coming our way. Played it earlier in the show, but I think you'll want to hear it if you're just joining us in this hour because it will influence your Memorial Day weekend plans. So we will have that and an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Memorial Day weekend is coming, and it looks like we got tropical trouble coming as well. I'm going to play back now an interview I had with a member of our AccuWeather team of meteorologists to give you the very latest thinking on what this system is going to mean here. Let's get the very latest thinking on this with AccuWeather meteorologist Bill Dager, who's been taking a look at the charts and joins us live now on Good Morning Orlando. Bill, we do appreciate having you with us bright and early. Yeah, not a problem. Good morning. A lot of folks are going to hang on your every word. What do you see? Well, I tell you what, it does look like this system that right now is near the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico will uh, develop tropically as it moves north into the Gulf of Mexico. It'll probably become a tropical or subtropical storm by the time we make it into the weekend. If it does, it would acquire the name Alberto. And, uh, you know, even if it doesn't, it's still going to bring quite a bit of shower and thunderstorm activity to the southeast, including our neck of the woods as we head into the holiday weekend. What about the projected path of whatever this system becomes? Well, I tell you what, we're still several days away, but that projected path uh, most likely stays to our west. So out over the Gulf of Mexico with it potentially moving ashore somewhere in the Florida panhandle, or the big bend of Florida west uh, through, uh, say, New Orleans. That looks to be the area where we're targeting this storm going. But, uh, again, it's uh, Thursday, and we expect it to be uh, close to land by the time it gets to Sunday or Monday. So still several days away, so we'll be watching it. I've, um, I've covered enough of these events tropically to know that if you're on the east side where we will be, you're on the worst side. You know, you're going to get more of whatever the system has than any other quadrant. That might mean more rain, more some wind here in this area. As you look at it now for central Florida, metropolitan Orlando, and and the central part of the peninsula where we have most of our audience, um, take us, say, from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. What's the best guess now? Well, I tell you what, the chance of a shower thunderstorm pretty much uh, constant throughout that entire time, and the heaviest of the rain looks to come on Saturday and Sunday as it stands right now, especially later in the day Saturday. That's probably the 
the uh, peak where we're going to have the highest con- concentration of showers and thunderstorms. So I think depending, it, it, not depending on where the track is, we're still going to have lots of showers and storms throughout the holiday weekend. Any wind impacts are likely to remain closer to the coast with this system as it stands right now. But regardless, we're looking at probably a couple of inches of rain in these widespread showers and thunderstorms throughout the holiday weekend. I'm hearing terms like drenching, soaking rain. Do you do you subscribe to that thinking? I concur, yes. So this, uh, even if it doesn't develop tropically, will bring a, a lot of moisture up from our south and our west, from the Caribbean Sea, from the Gulf of Mexico, and it will fuel these showers and thunderstorms as we head into the weekend. Again, Saturday and Sunday look to be the heaviest activity, and perhaps on Memorial Day we could see the showers and storms backing off a little bit as the center of the storm passes to our north and west. Well, we will cling to the prospect of that on Memorial Day because so many of us want to honor those who have given the last measure of devotion um, in, in service to this country. And Memorial Day is the day we do that, and we hope to get a break by then. Uh, AccuWeather meteorologist Bill Dager, thank you so much for giving us the very latest thinking on this. We do appreciate it. Not a problem. Thank you. And we'll bring an AccuWeather meteorologist back on the 50,000-watt front porch for tomorrow's show bright and early. We're going to schedule one for 6 o'clock before we do anything else to give you the latest. If it's a getaway day for you, getting out of town for the Memorial Day weekend, okay? The National Hurricane Center within the last hour has raised to 80% the likelihood that this thing develops into at least a tropical depression. So we need to be very, very careful. It's been a great, happy three-hour ride for us, and it's great to have you along. And if you like the best in talk radio on WFLA, stay with us. Yaffe, you're on tonight in prime time. Yep, that's exactly right. 8 p.m. tonight. Join me then. Beyond Reason with Yaffe. And then we're back at it tomorrow morning from 6 until 9. For Deb, for Yaffe, for Steph. Still celebrating the Caps blowing out the lightning. The Budman. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America.